1: Log Talk Radio. Mm
0: Oh what's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? We back. We bike. Me and my brother Eric Thomas. Y'all already know the deal. Last second shot podcast. The voice of girls basketball. What it is, E?
2: Hey, everything is everything like the Lauren Hill song. Our younger, you know, listeners don't know that, but anyway, <laughs> it's all good. Hey, the season's here. First couple games out the way, with more this week. More on that later, though. But yo, it's like Christmas to me, dog.
0: Man, it's that time of the year, man. It's that time of the year where we kind of, it kind of got to get down to the nitty gritty, man. Every week now, it's a journey. It's a journey to the wrestling, um, and. It all started on it all started on when on oh excuse me on monday um and and just some some great performances uh we've heard so far um man let us talk about it
2: i mean last night I had a chance you know go see um the new southfield a and t against groves um pretty
1: competitive
2: uh To start out, but um, you know, as A and T got the pressing and getting deflections, and um, not only Church, I I think the biggest run of the game actually came when Deja Church was sitting on the bench. You know, players like Alexis Johnson, uh, Rosario Franklin, Cheyenne McEvans, the young freshman, really, you know, made their imprints for a good two or three minute stretch which extended the lead from about twelve to twenty. I I I, if they're gonna get I think that was a good confidence builder for them. If they get that type of effort out of those kids and then you're gonna have church giving you her usual big numbers, it's a scary team to look out for it. You know, there's still some kinks to be ironed out but that comes with it when you have a new team. But I I, I think that that was probably a good confidence win for A and T. It was a good first win for them.
0: I mean, and, and definitely, uh, like I've I've said this time and time again, Coach Marshall will win you a district with any kids that you put in front of her, um, and, and then you give her the talent that you've already, you know, that was already at Southfield that came over from later. It's you know, it, it's it's looking real good for him over there. I got to see him in the preseason. Um, I wasn't at the game last night. But, you know, it's it's a Coach Marshall team. That's what you, you know, that, that's the feel that you get. And anybody who follows sports or, or um, around the state or has been able to see her um, coach, you, you know what I mean. Just really um, fun team to watch. Um, do, do a lot of things well They're not sloppy uh, With the ball um, and, and definitely Southfield A&T is going to be A team to watch out for um, and, and frankly My favorite is to win the OAA um, In their uh, respective division
2: Oh for sure I concur with that You know Um that team, I mean, really, Coach Marshall with a player like David Church, and then you put some more decent players around her, uh, yeah, I, w- I would be thinking that they would win OAA too. I mean, you know, no, no dissing anybody else is in that league, but is it really even close at this point? I mean – Marshals and do it two years in a row. She's twenty and old in OAA the last two years, and I'm looking for it to be thirty and 0. I mean, and definitely. you know,
0: and the craziest thing about this is the OAA is actually a competitive, you know, conference. Um, outside of outside of her, um, outside of her teams, um, really good teams. Uh, teams that make state runs, um, it, it's just not a lot that that you can do, um, you know. Not with the team that she had last year at later there there wasn't a lot that you could do, but with the combination of, of the schools, which Southfield uh, was definitely coming into their own um, and, and couldn't get past the Lathyr Um, you know, and, and that it happens. That's that's what happens when you when you went to the school on ten mile, but. Um, you know, they combined it, and now, you know, as you expect, the the two best teams in the OAA uh, form, again, the best team in the OAA.
2: Oh, for sure. And another big performance, um, the point guard that I like to call the best-kept secret. I don't know how this girl doesn't get talked about more. But anyway, because she's a, a big-time player, and when the lights is on, I mean, she 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 steps up, and she probably plays better in bigger games. And they played a big game yesterday. Speaking of Jordan Walker, leading Mona Shores to a 59-52 win over Grand Rapids Catholic Central, who's one of the favorites in Class B. And she had thirty three points and fifteen rebounds, and she's all of five six. Did we get a bond for that, man? Um,
0: I, I don't know what's going on I don't I don't know what's going on with our soundboard but uh, definitely Jordan Walker is just a, a threat from just about anywhere on the court um and you know opened up big um against Grand Rapids Catholic Central who's like I said they're they're also a good team uh favors to win class B um Look, that's called putting the team on your back. That, that's just thirty-three out of, out of the, the fifty-nine points. You know, she captain J's with the thirty-piece man. You feel me? But um, <laughs> but you know, definitely um, big-time, big-time opening performance. And then, you know, speaking of thirty pieces, um, Janae Terry, man, I was. I was courtside for, for this one. Um, and hint, hint, this might be on our weekly missdown down that we've been hinting at on Twitter. Hey, and real quick, before we go on, this is the last second shot podcast, uh, the voice of girls basketball in Michigan. If you're not already make sure you're following us on Twitter at last second shot underscore uh, follow my brother, Eric at quiet underscore storm 30. We still don't know the meaning of that. Um, And then follow me at Sports Spoken Real. Um, So, Janae Terry and Wayne Memorial uh, versus Toledo Catholic Central, um, which, you know, I've seen about four or five teams from Toledo up close and personal. And I I must say Toledo Catholic Central is probably the best team from Ohio that has come up here um, in the last year. And, yes, I do realize that Solon has has come up here. Um, But, you know, that's another time. Um, But Toledo Catholic Central, man, gave Wayne Memorial um, everything that they can handle. Um, Gave Wayne Memorial everything that they can handle. Uh, It it was just a real effort from everybody. um, On a night where, you know, Camry Clegg's offensive game wasn't the, the bell horn, Um, That's not, you know, last year you kind of got used to um, Cameron Clegg, you know, having to do most of the offensive work. You know, Janae Terry, she stepped up in in a big, 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 big big moment. Um, You know, Toledo Catholic Central, man, they're a really good team. Um, Came out, I think they went up by as many as twelve. Um, before uh, before Wayne could before Wayne Memorial could tie it up um, again, um, but Janae Terry just efficient shots um, got into the lane. It was hard for anybody to stay in front of her. Made the thirty points look easy, but it, you it <laughs> it wasn't easy, not in the least bit. And, and let me tell you, um. I saw an insider exposure uh, tweet that they think she's one of the better players in the nation. <laughs> I think that's a pun. See, see what I did there, Eric? Yeah,
2: I, 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 I caught that one. Caught that one a little bit. That. I that.
0: I really didn't mean to, but whatever. Um,
2: <laughs> and I
0: must, I must say that you know, she's coming into her own. Um last year I, I end up eating my worst. Um I, I did call her um I I did call her the best freshman in, in the state last year, preseason. Um, and, you know, Ricky Jackson kinda um had something to say about that. <laughs> you know, she has something to say about that. But, you know, Janae Terry is is coming into what everybody has thought that she could be. Um, and it's something amazing uh, to watch because preseason, you look at the scrimmages that she went to, or even, I mean, in the AAU season, some of the tournaments that she was at, you know, everybody's in awe, but it's like every game you see her getting better. Um, and, and the 30 points against Toledo Catholic Central, um, who only lost four games last year. Um three. You know, they Three. Three. They lost three games last year, and they came up here to, you know, start their season off right. Um, and Janae Terry had one one of the best performances of uh, this week. Um, and actually, Wayne Memorial, um, like I said, you know, we talked – I don't know if it was last episode or our first episode about how they were shorthanded, um, but Wayne Memorial, um, you know, they're supporting pieces who – you know, I, I don't know what's going to be done once uh, once they're back at full strength. Uh, once Amara Chickway and Maya Garrett are both playing, um, but there are pieces that that might not be starters or might not um, you know might might not be starters once um, Garrett and Chickway are back in the lineup. They had great efforts, man. and and you know that's the sign of that's the sign of a team um, that can make a run. Um, what do you do when your better players aren't able to perform, or they're having an the off game, or they're having an the off minute in the game? Um, and, and you saw with Michaela Ziegler, Griggs, timely three pointers, um, good defensive efforts, and on the board, just really good. Um, so, you know, Wayne Memorial. Um, I think I said it before. Their their team to watch, um, top ten. Maybe. Mm. We hitting that I
1: somewhere.
0: I, you know, it might be time to have the conversation. Um, I usually, I usually don't like doing preseason polls. Me, personally, I think too much changes over the course of an off season. Um, but you know, it's that time of the year where everybody releases their their top teams. Um. So we might as well do 10.
2: Okay. feel you on that one.
0: You can go ahead and just give your 10 straight out.
2: Oh, so you're just going to have me go first? Okay. I've I've been talking
0: all show. True that.
2: True that. You see, (laughs) y'all see what I deal with every week? I mean, like, damn, he's like the Stephen A. Smith of his show, man. Like, dude. Wow. Anyway. I'm just Max Kellerman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. let's see, number one. Now I'll go I I I I I I won't go one first. But at ten I will have I would have Southfield A and T at ten. Okay. N-
1: Nine
2: I would go nine is a toughie because it's like we're entering that area where it's like three teams are just as good, but you got to put them in some type of order. I would say Saginaw Heritage, even though the loss of Jalen Richardson is kind of huge, but they have enough there to still make a lot of noise. You know they 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 didn't have Jayla for the postseason run, and they made it back to the quarterfinals. You know they beat a, a team in Midland Dow, who's going to be on my list later down the line. But they beat a team in Midland Dow who probably has it's probably a top five team in Class A, in period, really. So I think they're just going to still you know make people look. Um, eight, I would say. Hmm, I would say. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm making y'all wait. Um, I would say all prep
0: I'm eight. prepared. Gosh, <laughs> whoa. Nah,
2: I'm I'm really doing this on purpose to make it seem like I'm actually thinking, but I'm not thinking. But
0: boy. Boy stop.
2: <laughs> now I'm really looking at my list. Um now I got Albert Prep at eight. Defending class C champs. You know, moved up the, now moved up to Class B. We'll see how that goes. You know, I think they're gonna do really well again this year. So I'll have them at eight. At seven. Mm, at as. Seven, I would have Port Huron Northern It's funny we, me and Darren Just had a conversation about them Earlier in the day um, They returned Most of their team From last year that went 21-4 and 4. They're very Very disciplined Not So much as They're just stuck to a system whatever they do, they do it crisp, they do it hard, they do it sharp. So I look for them to kind of have the same result, if not maybe better than last year with them returning most of everybody. Six, this is when we get into the nitty-gritty of things. Um, Six, I would have... Yep, mm, so, Or, nah, I can't disrespect them like that. No, six, I would have um, Grand Brothers Catholic Central. Even though they started the year 0-1, I still, you know, returning three out of their four biggest contributors in, you know, Karzinski, Bustle, Cromwell, all three Division One players. I, the way they shoot it, the way they move it, the way they, the way they pass it, you know, the way they get after it d- defensively, kind of underrated. But I think you know they'll make a serious run for the Class B title. If everything goes right, they'll end up at the Bresla. Five. Left at five only, and, and this is five with a bullet. Five with a bullet, meaning that they have quote unquote no resume to go on, but dang it, they have they are loaded. Young talent. We talked about them. Have we talked about depth? This would be the third straight show we've mentioned them a lot on the, on the show, right?
0: Mhm. Definitely.
2: And, and it's a reason because they're so dang on loaded. I mean, we've already mentioned Rakita Jackson. I mean, you got Gabby Elliott, who's a, a a future high major prospect. Deja Tyson, arguably the best freshman in the, you know, in the state, arguably. We don't do rankings over here, so, you know, player rankings. So, you know, we don't have that discussion. Um, who's the best? Um, well, I mean, we talk about who's the best, but, you know, I mean, we, we just we, don't rank we them. Ain't gonna, we don't rank them, though. So, yeah, Deja Tyson – I mean, a real savvy. She probably she's probably playing on the level of a junior right now, as a freshman. Um, Shalana Wagner, feisty wing, long, right. five, six and a half.
0: Right, they're loaded. Yeah,
2: they're lo- they're loaded, very. So the only reason why they're probably not a little higher is because they are young and they have quote unquote no resume, but you ask me right now who I'm picking to win class C, it's probably up.
1: Four
0: insult at four.
2: Or I would go Wayne Memorial at four. Even though they're a little depleted right now, what they're gonna be in January is going to be scary. I mean, they're kind of scary now. I mean, to look at it and say, well, the missing, uh, you know, 12 or 13 points and, you know, 13 or 14 rebounds from Amara Chickway and 12 and 10 from Maya Garrett, I mean, any other team that kills them. If you look at, oh, they got to rely on a, a sophomore in J.A. Hicks that ain't really been in a big situation – a player in Janae Terry, who's still young, and you're looking at, oh, it's probably just camp. And not so much. They're tough. They're fast. A lot of heart and a lot of skill. But Kayla Ziegler-Greig is probably one of the most versatile freshmen in, dare I say, the country. Let alone the state. So she's very dynamic. In we already talked about Terry, and y'all already know about the you know the beast named Clegg. So at three, Country Day at three, returning everybody. To my final team last year. Um, there there are a lot of people's favorites to win Class B. Class B is really interesting, so we'll see how that goes, how that shapes out in March. Um, But you know, they obviously return Destiny Pitts, Miss Basketball candidate, Tyler Bennett, Taylor Webb, and they look, you know, the same. And not to mention Maxine Moore and Jasmine Powell, who were real big contributing factors as well. So my final team, returning everybody, yeah, I think they deserve this third spot. At two, Millen Dial. Millen at two, returning again, returning everybody, Maisie Taylor, a real tough, underrated point guard. Ellie Taylor, her older sister, the three-point specialist. I mean... She can shoot from you know, anywhere in the court. I think she didn't she shoot one from the parking lot when we watched her play one time. I thought she shot one from the parking lot. Boy. Didn't she shoot one from the I'm just saying.
1: <laughs>
2: anyway. Um <laughs> and obviously the probably the best offensive post player in in the state in Kaylee Wasco. Um yeah, they they'll make a run for the class A title. They'll make a serious run at it. And number one cousin one cousin number one this I mean how can you go against a state champion that's returning everybody?
0: everybody except one they graduated sure. one last year they they graduated one but, but,
2: they, graduated. but
0: they also gain they also gained back what their coach called their best. Uh, one of their best defenders in,
2: in Aaron McArthur. So,
0: you know, it, it kind of evens itself out.
2: Right. And, you know, you're returning arguably the best player in the state in Kiara Fletcher. You're returning who committed to Georgia Tech. You're returning arguably the best shooter in the state in Kate McArthur, who. Has an ACC offer herself and newsflash just to give everybody a warning. She's not just a shooter anymore, people. That's all I'm going to say on that. That's just a little warning. All
1: right. And not that's to a mention, good list. like
2: she said, her her older sister, Erin, their best defender returning. Hey, they deserve that number one spot, man.
0: That's a good list. That's a good list. Now, mine is a little different, people. I'm I'm gonna go through mine. Um I I'm just telling y'all right now, and, and because this is pre I had this talk with Eric earlier. Um, nobody in my top five um is a team that didn't make it out of out of their district. So, you know, talented and, you know, team is, is different for me. Um so um, with that being said, um Number Ten, I have wayne memorial um they're gonna be great um might even go to the Breslin this year um but you know you, you look at, at at where they're at right now um and how they ended last season um definitely ten is an appropriate spot. I think with the talent they have um they're definitely gonna make a run at number nine um at number nine I have. Uh, Southfield A and T. Um, this um, this is just purely based off, off of their talent. Um, they have two te- They have a combination of two teams who uh, met each other um, and, and basically fought uh, to get to that next round. Um, and, and they're they're going to be tough. Like I said, they're going to win uh, their division in the OAA, um, and, and they're definitely going to. Um, they're I, I expect them to be in a regional. Uh, maybe a regional final this year. Um, so then then we go to number eight, and this is where things start getting a little closer uh, for me, okay? Um, they... And I, I fought about this one with myself, but I, I'm going to go ahead and and dow is is number eight for me. Um, and dow they're a really good team. They they shoot so well. They handle the ball. And and like I said, they're much improved on um, defense. Uh, But when you look at it, um, like I said, they couldn't get past that heritage hump. But the best thing about it is they return basically everybody. um, And and they look even better in the preseason. Um, At number seven, and number seven, I have Williamson. Um, I think Williamson is going to be a really good. Uh, people aren't talking about him. Um, they never do. Um, it's, it's a little bit disrespectful at this point. Maddie Waters, one of the best point guards in the state, um, and she definitely knows what she's doing on the court. Um, I, I believe that, that they're going to make a serious run for Class B. Um, and th- that was my seven, right?
2: Right. Seven. Yep.
0: Um, so then at number six, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Uh Robichaud uh, made it to the quarterfinals this uh, last year. Um, it's gonna be tougher for him this year because, of course, they've um, they're gonna have to see the Class C champions, um, who moved up this year, and that's Arbor Prep. Um, but they have the means to beat them. Um, it's just a matter of execution. Um, at number five, I have uh, Country Day. Clemson commit Tyler uh, Bennett. Minnesota commit Destiny Pitts. Marquette commit Kayla Webb. You don't have to say anymore. They're a Division One high major team, basically. So, that's that. Number four. Number four, and... This is where things are are gonna get sticky at because my top four, I believe, all of them have. They all have have an argument, okay. So my number four is gonna be. Um, my number four is gonna be Arbor Prep, okay. Now people are like, "What are you doing?" They're the Class C champions. They're the Class C champions, but you know we have to remember they did lose they did lose a, a lot um nostalgia was a staple in that program for a while um and one of the things is you know they played so well together as a team now i think they're still going to play very well together as a team but you know that core that was there they haven't been playing together for a while so i do expect it to be more hiccups this year than it was last year. That's number four. Number three, in I talked about. I I told Eric this too earlier. Port Huron Northern. Port Huron Northern is a top three team. Don't tell me otherwise. If you've seen them play, you see how their coach runs his sets. You know that they're top three. Um, then.
2: So we can fight, fight fight you on this one? Fight you on that one?
0: It If you want to, but, you know. I,
2: just, I mean, they wasn't there. I, whatever. They wasn't there in, in Chicago. Never mind. Never
0: mind. <laughs> Why are you bringing up old stuff? Why are you bringing <laughs> up old stuff? Okay. And so, um, that's so I'm at two, right? Mm hmm. Number two, for me is Hudsonville. They have everybody back. They're older. I mean, they' are a few plays away from going to a state championship and I mean if they get there, then you know they they might win that's you know that's just the reality of it um and then number one. Warren Cousino, best player in the state, actually best player in the state in, in a few years. Um, but one of the best players in the country. Um, gonna be fighting for a McDonald's All American bid. Um, you know, Kiara Fletcher, she's amazing. Kate McArthur, she got the handle to her now. Um, Mackenzie Cook, she she can do some things in the open floor. They're gonna um, they're gonna be making the run this year. Um, no doubt at all. So you know that's my top team
2: pretty good list pretty good list pretty good list I feel you, I feel you on that But, you so, know um, so, 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 we, so we so we so you know just to make this clear though we can fight you on the port here on Northern thing though fight you on that yeah one?
0: it yeah, I can definitely do that. <laughs>
2: But is it inside but joke I mean, people? I, I, like don't take this seriously. Like is inside
0: joke to <laughs> Now we're gonna have Jason Wilkins on um uh, with
2: us in a in a few
0: moments, um, of, of LBI a Lady Ballers insider. We're gonna have a good conversation with him. If you just tuning in, this is uh Last Second Shot Podcast, the voice of girls basketball. You already know what it is, man. Make sure y'all hit that follow button on Twitter, last second shot underscore um and and everything's you know <laughs> we we don't we're not too wild on that page, everything's pretty PC. Um, <laughs> yeah. but our personal um, patients,
2: a little different.
0: <laughs> I'm a pure soul, so Really? Uh so anyway. Um,
2: okay. So we're not gonna bring up the
0: Anywho <laughs> no, um like I said, um you know, while we're waiting while we're waiting on Jason um to call in, our our producers are gonna let us know um when he's uh on the line. Let's talk about it since since you just wanna make all these uh since you wanna make all these references. So uh-huh. As as many of you know, we were not active during the summer on our show. Fully committed to coaching, um, we had a nice little trip to Chicago. It was a successful tournament, but we ran it. We ran into some refs, and and here's my problem, guys. Be- before Eric makes it seem like. Before Eric makes it seem like I'm some type of hothead or a thug or, or whatever, he's going to make it seem like, here's my thing. And, you know, I, I know we have a, a very diverse listening, but I feel like all summer, all summer, Russ looked at, at us, and because we were young and, and we were more energetic than the other coaches, they tried to dampen us, and and they gave us less calls. And I feel like some refs even just got downright disrespectful. And and so, long story short, long story short, there was this one ref who pointed in my face, and he said, you don't wave your hand at me. Anybody, and I don't care who you are, anybody as a grown man is not going to take that. And so I politely Asked the gentleman to talk after the game, and Eric and an, another young man who who uh, was who coaching with us um, politely talked me out of trying to talk to him after the game.
2: See, Darren wanted five minutes with this dude.
1: <laughs>
2: I ain't know. See, I've been around Darren longer. though no. When he wants to talk, and then when he wants to have a conversation. See, when he wants to have a conversation, that means he actually wants to just talk. It might be a little heated, but he just actually just wants to talk. But when he says, I want to talk, um, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be a, a lot of talking going on. So before before we had, you know, the refs called, you know, the little Chicago
0: people,
2: you know, I wanted to de-escalate the situation. You know, before we were far from ever showing up to Chicago ever again.
0: Whatever. (laughs) My producers are telling me we we have Jason on. Man, like I said, Jason Wilkins, the man behind a lot of great matchups, a lot of great events in the state of Michigan. Um, still one of the better matchups I've seen in the last five to seven years, uh, Marion versus Whitney young. Um, wow. That, that game still lives in infamy. Um, you know, you know, the, the, the in and out shot by Bailey Thomas in the corner to end the game. Um, Listen, he's, he's just, he knows his stuff. One of the better scouting services in the nation. College coaches get at him. Um, and, and somebody who's really moving the culture forward. Um, and we have him on with us right now. Hey, Jason, what's up? Hey,
3: what's going on, fellas? How y'all doing today? Well, we good, yeah, man. We daddy, did. how you on? Appreciate it. Hey, hey
0: Jason, let, now let's get down to it. Who, who's the best 20? Say that
3: again. Yo Jay, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. What's going on?
2: Okay, cool. Yeah, no, nah, we we was about, we were trying to add I think our you know our, our, our soundboard is a little erratic right now. Sorry about that. But um, who's the best 2030 player in, in the nation? We know you know, man. <laughs> you know you nah, know. I ain't so. got
3: that. I ain't got that far yet. I don't know that. You
2: know you know, man. Like hey hey, people don't hey people don't believe him.
3: Don't
2: believe it. He knows. He going not want to say it right now. Twenty, 20 thirty yeah. is a little bit too.
0: Is a little bit too far. And he has all fraternity awards <laughs> right now. <laughs> man, but uh, man, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, you know, it's interesting because you know um, you, you play you kind of a dual role, kind of like me and Eric. But you, I mean, your role is pretty big because you you kind of. You know, you're kind of the plug for you know a lot of girls um, to get exposure, um, as, as well as you're a coach as well. I mean, how, how is how is it balancing that?
3: Oh well, I have a great high school coaching staff that allowed me to do that. I also, I have a good LBI staff that allowed me to do the stuff that I do, double duty wise. And um, without them, I wouldn't be able to do everything that I was doing. You know, it's sometimes it get tough. Especially in the high school season, because I don't be out at a lot of games. But when we don't have a game for my high school team, I'm definitely in somebody's gym or my staff is in the gym. So it's um, without them, it won't probably be beneficial for me to do it. But with their help, they really, uh, they're really they really
0: great. Man, definitely. All right, and so you know, a lot of a lot of preseason lists have just dropped in the last twenty four hours. And, you know, a, a lot of similar names across the board um, as far as teams, players. Tell us a player that, that, you know, might not be getting mentioned that you think is, is going to be, you're looking to have a, a good season. There's
3: a lot of good kids in the state. Well, um, there's a kid from East Kentwood, Alana Blackwell, 5'9", nine, twenty nineteen kid. Um, just surfing the radars, can really shoot the ball, athletic, can handle. She's going to be on a lot of coaches like radar. And I think if East Kent will have a very good season, which they have, they are very talented and probably can get to Class A semis, if they do get there, you hear a lot about this kid. She's, very, she's talented.
2: All right, now, you know, speaking of preseason lists, now – there's been, like Darren said, there's been a lot of lists dropping in the you know last day or two. Now with the teams. Is there a team that you know you you know about that hasn't gotten mentioned by some of these other publications?
3: Yeah, Especially people sleeping mean, on once was. again people people sleeping on East Kentwood. Um, they long, they big, they athletic. They have two sophomore guards. I just mentioned Blackwell, around with them, Travel Ryder Barnes. They played at Capital Central last year. They're they very talented, and um, they just beat a good Crown Christian team last night by 9 and um, I think they're going to be one of the teams that's going to be there in March and nobody hear about People will hear about them in January once well, they pick some big wins up, but they're very good.
0: Definitely. And it's interesting, um, you know, that you mentioned East Kentwood because obviously we saw them. Um, with an upset victory last night, like so, I mean, you know, we're we're just gonna, 'cause we get kind of nostalgic on the show, and, and you know, even when I was introducing you on the show, I mentioned like, you know, you're responsible, you know, for the Marion and Whitney Young game, which you know, I I have to say, that's that's one of the better games that I've just I've watched in in person. Um, in, in the last five five years or so, since since I stepped into the reporter role, you know, what's a matchup? You know, either that you're looking forward to this year. Obviously, you're putting on the best of Michigan Classic, or you know, or even a past matchup. What matchup do you look at that you just can say like, wow, that's just crazy? Um,
3: the the the, the, the Ben Harper. I mean, sorry, the Marion. Whitney Young game was was a very good game. And um, a lot of people had thought that Whitney Young was just going to roll through Marion. But Marion was a talented team that was well-coached that played defense. And um, they, all, they all pulled off the upset. So that was one of the best games that I thought I put together. Um, a couple of years ago when I first started the best of Michigan, Pershing and Huron was one of the, games, one of the best games ever, the best Michigan ever had in the first year. It was Caprice Dennis coming off a 60-point performance, and Huron was coming off a big win, and um, Caprice put on the show. Um, the, one of the best performances at the best I put together was probably Erica Davenport's 40-point performance against Chicago Bogan. Uh, they lost the game in overtime, but she put on a spectacular show. So there have been a lot of good matches that I have seen on this pick a one, but those are a few that I had asked that have stood out in the past. Um, this year's lineup uh, was pretty good. I think we had some good, we got some good matchups. I'm um, looking forward to this Okemos-Edison game on Saturday between Hartman and um, Jackson. They were both nationally ranked players, the best two sophomores in the state. So, hey, they'll probably never get to play each other schedule-wise. So when the best of Michigan was formed this year, that was one of the matches I had to put together, you know, to see them go head-to-head because this is probably the only time they ever played against each other in high school. They play against each other in AAU, but that's totally different in AAU because there's a lot of good players. But now we can really see what both players can do to lead their team to victory. Definitely. And
0: for people listening who don't know, um, the best of Michigan um, happens every year. Um, College coach galore. Um, If you're a fan of girls basketball and and y'all don't have games, y'all should be in the building. Um, Where is it going to be this year?
3: It's at uh, Detroit Edison High School on Friday, December 16th, and Saturday, December 17th.
0: we only a few weeks away. Um, and, and just looking at um, – and just going through that, that lineup uh, as you started to um, – just some of the ones that I was looking forward to. Uh, obviously, Whitney Young is coming back. They'll be here on Friday uh, to to take on Debsa. Um And, and they'll also be here Saturday
3: to play Country Day.
0: Yeah, I just love the out-of-town teams coming. Um and, and I also see rubbershaw versus rogers um uh, rogers having um via cook and and you know she always you know draws a crowd so that's you know that's something i'm personally i know it has has a few favorites of his own right oh yeah
2: oh for sure for sure um the the Oak Mission and edison one is is definitely one i i i'll be having some popcorn with while I – never mind, I, I I I don't want to give that detail out yet until Jason tells wow. me to. Um, <laughs> but, now I'll definitely have some popcorn and the Sprite or whatever ready for that Oklahoma and Edison. I'm really, really, really looking
3: forward to that one. Oh, yeah. Um, there In that in that game alone, it'll probably be eight 2020-2019 20, 20, 20, Division one players on the floor at the same time. They're both young teams, and if you're a college coach, like, what's on young talent, that is definitely a game you would not want to miss.
2: And that's a, that, I actually want to ask a follow-up to that statement you just made about the coaches. How is it, like, what's the dynamic between, for people who don't know, between a scouting service and these coaches?
3: Say that, say that again.
2: I said, what's the, for people who don't know, what's the dynamic between a scouting service and, and these college coaches?
3: Well, the scouting service you you know, coaches always looking for players. So when you run a scouting service, you know they um they depend on you to find them players and you build relationships with, with with coaches. So when you do matches like this, you kind of find out what they look for. And um you know, coach they fly into town. They want to see more players, just more players than normal. So when they come here, they see four or five games and walk away with some prospects they can go back to their boss to say we need to recruit this kid. It' been a, it' been a good day, and uh, I think that's why some people don't understand about show about these showcase events, about why I'm not getting invited to them. Um, coaches want to see players. I mean, every kid is every kid is not Division One, so when you got last year we had Maryland, which is top five in the country, we had um, UCLA in the building. They come to see they come to see the Zayat Cooks, the Rakia Jackson, the Deja Church, the Destiny Pitts. They want to see the players, you know, no disrespect to other other coaches, but those coaches are trying to win championships. So to win championships, you need basketball players. So that's why the best of Michigan try to get the best teams playing all at one time so when coaches come, they can see what Michigan has to offer.
0: Definitely. And, and you know, um, I always tell people, you know, because it's interesting um, – because you know, while I was covering a, a preseason game, you know, I always tell people like scouting services have a job to do. So, you know, when when you see like okay, they put a lot, they put this team in a lot of their events, or they invite this team a lot, or or they they put this player push this player a lot. That's because you know it's your job, and <laughs> you know it's interesting because you know we always. You know, get bombarded like, you really think so and so is better, or so and so can do this, or why is it my kid mentioned? But you know, you kind of summed it up perfectly that you know, pl- coaches coaches have a job to do, and they're coming they're coming to you for a service. And if you were just to you know put everybody in a in and say, hey, everybody can can get seen, then you know your product is watered down, right?
3: Exactly, you know. You need to be watered down. That's what you don't want to have. You want you want the coaches to trust your word and trust your opinion. Then when you have when you have the better players and better teams participating in your state at one event, it makes your state look good. You know they don't want to come where the score is 19 to 12. They not they not recruiting that. So I think we are getting better as a state. We have some good events here, and I think coaches are getting more involved in playing at a faster pace. And plan them more events and you know to get their kids seen, but you're right, you just can't rank everybody you know you got have a service and you can't have it watered down
1: definitely oh, of course.
0: and, and go yeah, just going back to the um just going back to the matchups um one one that i I want to see or kind of pick your mind about um is Arbor Prep versus Midland Dow. Um you know earlier in the show um uh, to start off, we did our top ten teams. um Arbor Prep and Milla Dow made both of our top tens um matchup wise how, how do you see that playing out
3: oh man, that's, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great game Middle and Dow can really shoot the ball and they can really they really space it to the floor and Arbor prep is a very good defensive team and um uh, I think that's going to be a great game. Uh, Mill and Dow has the wide in the middle. they got the shooters in Taylor, Taylor and Molly Davis. Um, Arbor Prep comes back with you with Sidney Williams, Anderson, defensively, rising a wells. Then they picked the three transfers that get in some more offense. So, oh, man, that's going to be a dangerous game. Arbor Prep, you can't say enough. They, right now they have no weaknesses. I mean, they was mostly known for defensively. And now they picked up some offensive firepower. It's gonna, it's gonna be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, that's another matchup that, by them being class I prefer being Class B, Melinda being Class A. Without the best of Michigan, we'll probably never see that matchup. Right,
2: right. Speaking of speaking of you know matchups continuing this conversation, what, what what makes you say, you know what, I'm gonna grab a Whitney Young. I'm a you know, I'm a grab with Toledo Rogers.
3: What makes you bring the out of town teams in? Um, just relationships that I meet with people on the road and they always looking for games and uh love feeling a like lot a lot of out of state teams love playing Michigan teams and with Michigan being a um state where we have a restriction travel rule with Ohio, Indiana, Illinois is one of the places that I can get a team. So with my relationship with Mac Irvin with Mac Irvin and Corey Irvin, who runs the Macaron Fire, also head coach Whitney Young, just know what i do in the past. They run no, run good events. They always, want to, they always want to play Country Day, and it just, it just never worked out. So this year it worked out fine that they got to play Country Day and um, they won another game, and then they got to play Edison on Friday. So it worked out for them. They want to come here two games, and they're getting two quality games. So that's the benefit of just having run the server back to the earlier question, just meeting people, and then when I do events, I can get them up to it, and um, this will happen. They want some quality. They got a quality program.
0: Definitely, and and I mean, so, and you know, we're kind of we're kind of transitioning, right? Um, Me and Eric, um, as as far as as what we're doing, and you know, we we talked with you about this before, but it, it seems like a culture shift is is starting. Um and this is just kind of talking about the overall uh culture of girls basketball in Michigan.
1: Um
0: and I, I haven't talked with, with Eric about this either, um, so you know, this is fresh off. But mm-hmm. do you think that girls basketball just in the state alone, um culture is, is kinda of shifting to more serious, um, being more serious like where we could probably Compete on a national scale with our recruits, as far as like Texas or um, you look at California, how they push them out, or even Illinois um, has has always has a lot. Do you see it going that route, or or what, what do you think about the current culture shift? Oh yeah,
3: you know, I, I, I've been I've been arguing with that for the past three years. Like, okay, why is Texas and California, even Florida, why do those players get recruited nationally, and Michigan's don't? And I have seen. Some of these same kids against our Michigan kids on the AU level, Michigan kids are better, but here's the thing. In high school, they run big events, and coaches recruit what they see. So if your high school team is always in the event and they're getting recognition and they're getting scouting service love from Brett McCormick or Dan Olson and Brandon Clay, which are the three biggest nationals in the country, coaches are going to figure, okay, this kid must be good. And with us, you know – Michigan didn't have no events where college coaches came until I brought the best of Michigan. And um, now they're getting out. I run a website where coaches can go, parents can go see kids getting um, recruited, what they're doing during the games. So that helps out a lot. What people understand is coaches read the Internet. And if they keep hearing a kid is good and they keep hearing it, they're going to come watch that kid. And that's that's basically all it is. I mean – if you go to Texas, you always see the national evaluators down in Texas. You always see them in California. You always see them in Florida. So now we getting we getting them in Michigan. I think that's why we see the players getting nationally ranked. And that's all it takes. You got to you got to get them guys here. And they, but they want to come to good events. Life of the best of Michigan. Dan Olson to be in he'll be in town. He runs the ESPN girls site and Cleveland in girls basketball. So if anybody get good and have a good performance they'll make the ESPN site and that's that's huge for girls basketball. So I think we can, I think we can compete uh on a national level with these teams. We have we have the talent. We just gotta get it more showcased, that's all.
0: Right, because you know, even even if you look a few years back, we always keep a few players who are nationally ranked, um like twenty twelve you had you had Dixon, you had Asia, you had powers, but you know, it kind of, you know, I I feel like that was kind of the start of, of the comeback of girls basketball in Michigan. But, you know, you know, with in me personally being Eric Grindis at last year, so I don't want to be the dead horse, but I just feel like you know, the MHSAA restrictions, you know, that 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 plays a part in it too. Um, you know, as, as far as like you know, we'll never go to a High school uh, Nike tournament of champions, um, or you know, or anything like that, uh, be, because of those restrictions. So you know, it, it's always going to be tougher. Um, but I just feel like you know, the competitiveness is is getting you know top notch right now. Like where there's more good teams than there there has been.
3: Oh yeah, it's a lot of it's a, it's a lot of good teams out there. You're right about that. There's a lot of good teams we got some good AAU travel programs, such as One Nation, Michigan Storm, Crossover, West Michigan Drive, and Mystics, that they're traveling all across the country now, where really they will probably just stay in the Midwest. But now they're going to Vegas. They're going to Florida. They're going to Atlanta events where all these guys are at, and they're actually doing pretty well. So that's why our kids are now getting nationally recruited, because AAU coaches are actually spending their time taking these kids out on the road, and beating some of these top-heavy programs that pulls out these top kids. So that's also helped, too, and it, it, it's getting better, you know, and it's getting better at a younger age. More AU programs are starting to develop in the fourth and fifth grade, which makes it which makes it be different when these kids get to eighth and ninth grade. Oh, for
1: sure,
2: for sure. Um, One question like I always kind of wanted to – to ask you this, I never got a chance to off air, but I might as well ask you on air What made you just say, you know what, I do a scouting service for these girls? Like, well, what
3: made you I I I was I was always on the boy side, and um, one of my good friends was the AD at Robshaw needed somebody to take over the girls program, and I actually took it over, and um, I was just wondering like, how how do kids get recruited? Because I had I had no I had no idea. So I just did some research and I, well, I got I got a good friend to do the boys scouting service. So I was just like, I'm gonna do it for girls and you know, I took my time, did my research, just looked at it and then I front kinda find out nobody in Michigan was doing it for girls. And once I went full swing with it, I just threw myself on the boys and ran with it. It was it was just a spur of the moment thing, like I got a high school job but I need to get my kids recruited. And um that's how I came by with it. <laughs> 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 that, that's y'all y'all it how I came why, with it. Back, huh?
2: y'all, y'all see why, you know, people on Twitter are calling him the Don King of Michigan. You see how, how smooth that came out of his mouth? He puts on the best man. showcases, he promotes the best matchups, <laughs> and you hear how smooth he just said that?
3: <laughs> Pretty excited. But I'm also but, looking for that. I'm looking forward to this Wayne-Mona Shores matchup. If, if people was talking about Eliza Winston, which he is great, but it's a sophomore named Janae Terry that is This is good, and a lot of people won't ever see that matchup. So they get to go head-to-head. My philosophy is this. If you think you better than somebody, put on the floor.
0: Step on the court. Yeah.
3: That's it. Step on yeah. the court. We, we end it right there.
0: The, the, the backcourt matchup of that game, to me, is is going to be one of the back, best backcourt matchups you can get. I mean, because even Camry Clegg versus Jordan Walker, you you just look at that as some buckets waiting to be given out.
3: You know, uh, on both uh, man, it's going to be it's going to be serious going to be serious buckets. I mean, I think this is far as talent wise, this is the best lineup from top to bottom. Even even the nine forty game between Macomb, Dakota, and Huron is going to be great. Let's remember the name Cameron grant she's gonna be one of the best in the twenty twenty class um, uh, six one play inside out strong, shoot the three she' gonna be a name she's gonna be a name to hear here about in the next few years so from the from the morning games on it's always it's somebody that's talented on the floor, and I' say from top to bottom, this is the best event talent wise that I have put together. And is looking to make and, it better
0: exactly, next year. And, and all the matchups really make sense. I mean, you know, as far as as, as how as far as how they're gonna, you know, play each other or, or, you know, um just what you wanna see. Because I mean even if you look at Port Huron Northern versus Williamston, um, which I have both of those teams on my top ten, um, you know, that that just is the most that that matchup makes the most sense out of out of any game this year to me because they, you know they they play so similar to me as, as far as like Williamson gets the ball up the court a lot and, and they move it and Port Huron Northern obviously they they can shoot shoot the blood out of the ball but but they do a lot of the same things as far as getting the ball up the court and, and getting into their sets too.
3: Oh yes, they do. Port Huron, Port Huron, Port Huron Northern, they're good. Um they usually play on Friday night, the best of Michigan, but this year they play on Saturday. They have a good team. So do so do Williamson. You know. I was kinda shocked when I seen that Williamson wasn't in people top twenty five this year, but that team is good.
1: That team that, is good. Definitely
0: I I I think I think they're they're gonna be right in the thick of it when it when it comes to who's gonna come out of their uh, region um to, to for the Brazilians. They're are definitely compete uh competitors for that.
3: Yes they will.
0: But um definitely so just winding down, Jason, um, you know, this weekend, um obviously before we get to the best of Michigan, uh we have a icebreaker. Um which, you know, that's been running for a few years. This weekend. Oh, and also, you know, it, it's crazy because me and Eric are gonna have to split up. This also is gonna be Marion versus Cousineau, um, at at Callahan. But yeah. when you think about when you think about this opening weekend, what who is a player that you're expecting to see as as far as like elevate themselves, um, maybe have a coming out party.
1: Uh really
3: right now I'm looking for the Shea Petrie to have a coming out party. Lacia Petrie from Arbor Pratt. I mean she went to Salem um transfer middle season last year. Six foot can shoot it. Um can really score can really score the ball. Um Salem wasn't really showcased as we mentioned earlier last year. Didn't play no showcase events. Um she went with the Michigan Storm, had a great summer, got some deep one offers, but now this her first showcase event, so a lot of a lot of coaches know about her, a lot of fans know about her. I think after Saturday, she's gonna be a name. Fans are like, okay, she she legit. Definitely. I also yeah. think Janae Terry is gonna leave a lot of people like, okay, this kid, this kid, this kid can really play.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
3: Uh,
0: going going
3: opposite of
2: it, who you think is gonna? Just, just who do you think is just, just the best player there? Like, who you expect to show, like, yo, this is a big-time kid. I know she's going to
3: be there. <laughs> oh, man, you put me on the spot, man. <laughs> oh, man, I got to I, – we we know about the Destiny Church. I mean, the, I'm sorry, the Destiny pits, the Deja Church. Um, We know about all those kids. But I don't think people really understand how good Camara McDaniel can be, man. I I really don't think they don't know how good she is. I mean, she's going to Penn State. She, she got hurt last year. So she going to play 13 games. But I think she won the 2017s that people still got question marks on. But the kid can play. She's fully healthy now. Um, she's one of the best in the state. I think she's going to be one of the ones that people are like, okay. We she 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 she's really good. Um Deja she has she been putting numbers up for three years. We know we're gonna get out of Deja and Destiny. Um But I think that'd be one of the kids right there that far twenty seventeen about okay. She can re- she can she can really play.
0: As soon as Eric asked that question, I was like, Yeah, I, I don't know if he wants to say Kamari, but I was gonna say it for you if he did. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But yeah, you know, I'm just being I can, honest, man. You know, um, she she she's a very good basketball player, but it's some good it's some good talent in the building. I'm I'm looking for, I'm really looking forward to the matchup. Um, I don't think a lot of people know how good Jordan Walker is on this side of the state. That kid that kid is a BCS level kid, man. That kid can play. Um, I coached against her. Her coming off knee injury, she last year went up 26 points first game back. Look like she didn't miss a beat. So I wouldn't even want to play her if she was fully healthy. I mean, that girl, that girl is really good. Western Mission got a got a real steal in that kid right there. So I think she'll probably be one from the West Side that come over here that people are like. Okay, who is this kid? She she can uh, really play too as well. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great event. Rod will put together a nice lineup. All of the good games is competitive. I'm, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to it. That'll be our first game of the year against a very good Huron team. So we just got to come ready to play.
0: Definitely. Well, Jason, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to see you this weekend at some games, and we'll
3: talk to you later, man. I appreciate it. Y'all be safe. Thanks for having me. All right. All
0: right. This is the Last Second Shot podcast. Um, that was Jason Wilkins of uh, Lady Ballers Insiders on the show with us, uh, spitting some knowledge, letting us know what happens, man. Um, you know, as far as you know, his role and the women's basketball community, and you know our role. the voice of girls basketball, the last second shot podcast. Thank you for tuning in, Eric. What up? What's good, man? Yo. You, you ready? You ready to to put on for the rest of the show?
2: What you mean, yo? Hold on. What you gonna get? What you gonna get me into, man? Man. All
0: right. So, you know. Let's let's just do it like this, man. Let's talk about it, man. I I know people who follow my personal Twitter page know usually what I say let's talk about it. Um <laughs> madness ensues. But uh no let's just talk about it. Um, okay. So we were talking about our top 10 teams, right? Now, we only did 10 because I feel like if you go deep into 25 or so, you know, at that point, you're just listing all of the competitive teams. Obviously, we just got done talking about how there's more competitive teams now than there ever has been. But, you know, in in reality, um, in reality, you know, there's about twenty five teams that all can compete with each other. he through class D you know, class D all the way up to class A. So we did we did our top ten teams, right? Um, we just got some we just got some breakout players from from Jason Wilkins, who runs a great website over at LBI. You know, we've been in cahoots to do you know, to do some work uh with and, and for him. Uh, that that y'all should be seeing uh, fairly soon, but let's talk about this man. And like I, like even like I just said to Jason, we like to be a little nostalgic, but we're gonna talk about right now first. Give me your most, even if we've already talked about them. Give me your most underrated player for players.
2: In the state. Hmm. Most underrated.
0: Underrated. Yeah.
2: Not talked about enough. Too much, but I think Janae Terry has to make that make that list. I mean, you talking about a, now, a, a sophomore guard who looked at as what? Where you gonna start? <laughs> Well, no, I what? I was I
0: was I was just going to play Devil Devil's advocate here. Now, uh-huh. are you saying that she's underrated or are you saying that she's much improved and nobody's noticed yet?
2: I would say a little bit of both. I would say a little bit of both. I
1: mean,
2: this okay. this I think I think other people just haven't seen it yet. You know, I think so it's more so she's improved a lot and nobody's seen it yet. And uh, cuz I mean, um, I I'll yeah. tell you what. I I'll tell you what.
0: And obviously, you know, just for inclusive purposes, um, she was on our team for most of the summer. Um, you know, a couple bouts with with our elite team um at One Nation, but for the most part, she was on our team. Where she was at uh last March, last April, um, so when you know, we we did a tournament here at DEPSA on Friday night lights. Um to where she was at when we played our last tournament, um at uh Owens Community College in Toledo, totally different. And I mean, it's about ten times better. But with that being said, I, I, I would have to agree that she, she is underrated um at at this point.
2: I mean the kid opened up the season with a thirty point performance, I mean against a very a very good Little Cali Central team. The, the stuff she does with the ball, man, it's all natural. That's the scary part.
1: Definitely,
0: you know. And I, I just really hate beating a dead horse, but I, I'm gonna do it because I just sat here and made a mistake. That you know, you all should, the public should uh, see soon. Um, and I saw somebody who might be considered not the second fiddle or the third fiddle, but some people might think she's the fourth fiddle. It's a good team. Don't don't get it messed up. But I think, and this is me personally. I think Maisie Taylor. Um, not only do I think she's underrated, I think she might be one of the better players in her conference, if not the best. Mm. Ooh, did I did mm. I go
1: there? Capital, <laughs> kind of <laughs> oh, went there.
0: Um, and here's why she's underrated to me um, or or why people underrate her I I can't really speak for them Um, but you know she might be too unselfish and you know but what I've seen in this preseason you know people, people got something bad coming for them but you know, if we're just talking about pure underrated, not um not talked about nearly enough, um, has the talent, uh, has the offers and interest, um, but you know, probably doesn't get seen nearly enough, so therefore she's underrated. But you look at what she was able to do in her freshman year, um, we we do have to go with Julia Averill, um, who She's gonna, she's gonna end up being a top. You know, th- this was easier maybe two weeks ago for me to say this, but this class is is becoming so good so quickly. But Julia Arrow's, you know, probably gonna end her senior season as a top five 2019 player.
2: Oh, for sure, her talent warrants it. Her talent definitely. Yeah, six no. her, her talent. Her ta- yeah. All, of, all court but, type and, player. And she can do anything you ask
0: her on the court and it has a high motor. Um you know, she she's at Gross Point North right now. Um and, and you know, the anchor of that team um has to do it as a freshman. So, you know, she she's not afraid she's not afraid of a moment. She's not you know, she's she's not shy about about stepping on the court with anybody. And, um, I feel like she's one of the more underrated players um in the state and and really you know what- what she was able to do with the mystics um over the summer she just was able to show that versatility um and, and I feel like um, I feel like right now as a current player she she's definitely um one of the more underrated uh not talked about players uh <laughs> And it's crazy because she has Division I offers, you know. So, you know, obviously, you know, not too underrated to the point where, you know, nobody's noticing her. But, you know, when we put out these top 25 lists or, you know, we, we put out the players to watch list, uh, she's not on any of them. Not honorable mention, not top 25 um, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe top twenty five. No, 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 no. I think she might be a top twenty five player. I I don't know. <laughs> that that's hard. Now anybody who do those lists, um, you know, we we don't really engage in the players list too too much. We talk about who's best, who's the best player. We'll give you ten best players. But anybody who who engages in that list, they do have a hard job to do. So we're not. I'm not gonna look down on them, but. I yeah I, I think Julia Aro could be a top twenty five player
2: without a doubt. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, but, like said, she's an all court player, very versatile, deadly shooter, just just a bucket getter, and she's underrated defensively. She can not can block shots and rebounds. She's underrated athlete as well. Hold on, hold on. I I I producers our
0: producers need to fix your bike. Something's something's going on. Something, something's going really? on. hold on. <laughs> really. Um so, you know, we talked about our current um underrated players and like I said, some some of those players are just very, very much improved. Um and 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 you don't have to you know what I'm saying and and they won't be underrated after this year um whereas you know definitively i can i can say julia aero is, is just underrated um in a well kept secret um so let's talk about let let us just flashback, back man
2: who do you think
0: is one of the more underrated players we've ever seen in the state though
2: huh you might, have, you might have to go first on that one. You might have to go first on that one. Yeah, I
0: got, I got, I got to take a couple minutes to think. One of the more underrated players in the state that we've ever seen. Now, I'm, I'm gonna say this, and, and I want to be, I, I, I want to be completely honest with people. You all are gonna look at me like I'm crazy, um, because you're gonna say, well these players I I would have named 3 players. You're going to say these players finished in in the finals for their um for their respective Miss Basketball races. I don't care. <laughs> okay. So I'm going <laughs> to I am just letting you know, right now. I don't care. Cuz I I feel like they're not appreciated enough. Um so we're just gonna start off with it. I feel like I feel like, um I feel like Elise Morrison. She went to Country Day in O two. Oh 2 03. Um, I I think she finished like fourth. Um I felt like she finished fourth in, in the Miss Basketball ballot. But she just was she was just so good. I, I feel like she's one of the better Detroit Country Day players ever. I mean, and, and you know, I'm saying that, and, and she graduated just a year after, um, a year after, uh, Kim Wilborn, who I think is the best flat out ever to do it, on um, at Country Day. Um, and then, I've talked about this before with Eric, and he knows how this gets my blood boiling.
1: Um,
0: but I feel like Samantha Mahoney was one of the better players in the state of Michigan, and they cheated her out of—they cheated her out of out of, out of a Miss Basketball. I don't I don't use the word cheat loosely. I just feel me personally, I feel like she was undoubted like without a doubt the best player in Michigan. And uh Did she
2: average like
0: thirty two or something? Thirty five. Thirty five. Okay. She averaged thirty five. Um and I, I, I you know, obviously, um you know, obviously. Uh, you know she had a lot of competition playing in the OAA, going against um, you know going against a later twice, and you know people discounted her because she played for her her mother. But you know let's let's be real and call a spade a spade. You know a lot of people don't, don't recognize her as one of the players from this state who paved the way. She went on to play at Kentucky. She also went on to compete on team USA. Um I man, I, I think she's just I I think bigger than anybody, she was underrated. Oh. Mm.
2: That's a good one. That's a that's an interesting one though. Somebody who averaged thirty five is underrated.
0: She wasn't recognized for it.
2: She wasn't. True enough. True enough. She wasn't. She should have won that one. But you know how it goes down here, dog.
0: I do. I'm not surprised. Just saying.
1: <laughs>
0: mm,
2: my player that I think is underrated, Like in, since I've been watching, I would say Janae Jackson from uh, Inkster uh, played on that team with Crystal Bradford, Jasmine Bracey. You know, and and those girls um, was the second leader scorer, and some nights was their best player. And this is a team with Crystal Bradford on it. Some nights she was their best player. Really wasn't flashy, but quietly you will look up at the end of the game and she has 22 and 7. And you're saying, How in the world did she get that? I barely even noticed her on the floor. You know, she was a vital part to that 2011 championship team. I think I think her efforts go way unnoticed, way unnoticed.
0: True, true. I mean, and, and honestly, you know, even more recently, you can even look at, um, say, a Gabby York uh, from, from Stony Creek. Um, and, and, man, I, I'll tell you what she she just didn't really get um she didn't get a lot of accolades i think I think maybe her junior year um b cam gave her an honorable mention as far as being um all state um but nothing nothing from um you know the the publications that actually covered her um i, I believe and i i might be wrong about that but um Gabby Urich, she, she graduated in twenty twelve from Stony Creek. Um for, yeah, she graduated in twenty twelve. Um, just a real standout on the court. Um yeah honestly, when she was there, that's when Stony Creek was probably the best they've been in, in a few years. Um, you know, gave a couple top teams heart attacks how does like just really push those top teams that they went to to their limits?
2: Oh, yeah, she she, she gave everybody all I mean, like, this is a, a kid who holds every record at Stony Creek. I mean, three-pointers, you know, single-game scoring, single-season scoring, career scoring, and she goes to Michigan State for golf because she was the best golf player in the state.
0: Versatile
2: Very Very Very
0: But you know We talked about this We gave you a quick flash At present and past And I mean even we talked with Jason uh, Just kind of You know bring it all home And and if you want to Have a lesson or a theme from this show Listen man Whatever you're doing, you got to do it hard. So, you know, whereas you have to do it hard and not for recognition, okay? So, whereas Jason, you know, he, he came on and told us, like, yeah, you know, he basically told us, like, let, let the scouting services worry about getting you all in the right place. And, and, and you all kind of worry about the grind. <laughs> um, worry about the, worry about the grind and, and and everything else will work itself out now we just like I said we just named I just named two players who are all time greats in the state who became um, overlooked for Miss Basketball um, I mean even even you look at Leisha Jones who played for King or uh, Stephanie Douglas, who played for King. So many PSL players who got overlooked, but you know, you look at those players, and you know, you I, you honestly know those players put in the work. They got to where their goal was, and you know, you'll never be able to you'll never be able to discount what
2: they were able to do. You feel me? Never, never, whether underrated or overrated, the records are still there, you know, since it was always going to show.
0: Man, but, you know, we are reaching on that winding down point. Um, we got a few minutes left. So this is a new segment. We'll see if we, we continue this, if nobody fades us in public this weekend. <laughs> Eric, I want you to pick two What's games. That? I want you to pick two games. Give me a winner of uh, of those two games. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be the icebreaker. It could be any of the games. Hmm.
2: Say two. Um. Let's see. Um hmm. the in and Huron game, that's gonna be interesting. So I'm gonna go with that one. I'll pick um I'll pick uh I'll pick shot about five in that one okay you know, okay to back, to back up to back up Jason's point about kamaria I think she's gonna i think she's gonna step up big players playing big games and it's gonna be a big game okay uh the second one uh the second one would be probably. Uh, A&T and, uh, Midland Dow. And I'm going to pick hmm, Dow by six. Pick Dow by six. I'm going to just leave it like that. But a and could possibly come out and win that one. So I, be, I, I'm, I might actually be wrong about that one.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick A and T and Dow as well. Um, I have A and T um, by eight. Uh, I I just don't I don't know if, if they have an answer for Deja Church. Um, and you know <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of a big thing that you need to answer for. Yeah it is. So, so um, the second one, I'm gonna go Marion and Cousin O. Now, obviously, I have Cousin O as my number one team in the state. I think they remain my number one team in the state. Um, with with the win, I think it's closer. Than a lot of people expect. Now, cousin O ran into Marion last year, um, and, and it wasn't pretty for Marion. I think this year, um, I think this year they have more of a game plan. Because um, that's one thing about a Marion team is, is, you know, you can get one over them, but you know, if they see you again, you know, they're they're going to come more prepared. Um, but I still think Cousin O wins uh, by a 10 or 12.
2: Okay. Okay. Varying and people so, don't uh,
0: hey, listen, man, don't, don't do not that because we're going to be at Callahan Hall, so I can beat the case. <laughs> <laughs> you got a few dollars
2: you can fight the case? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't even need dollars, man. We in my city. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking crazy. Uh, but uh Eric is gonna be out at, at the icebreaker. Um I'm gonna be holding things down um down here in the city. Um I'll be on deck for uh, Marion versus Cousin O. Hey look, man, if y'all listening, y'all really need to uh get with us and get y'all tapes in. Um or clips. We don't need whole games. Just send us about two to three clips if you can. Um every week. We're gonna do a weekly, you know what I'm saying? A weekly Mixtape of week one mixtape, week two mixtape, all the way leading up to the Breslin. So, you know what I'm saying? Get that into us or get get those few clips into us so so we can show y'all some love. Make sure y'all send us those stats, those scores every night. We want to see them. We're going to show you love as we always do. No matter who you are, we got you. If you good or you got some clips, you got some juice, we gonna we gonna we' gonna put you on and I mean you can look at you can look at our misstapes uh you can look at our misstapes and and see you know and kinda maybe sort of do numbers i'm I'm gonna stay humble tonight, but you know I don't know
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> man, but you already know what it is we're about to get out of here uh any closing thoughts Eric?
2: uh closing thoughts um just can't wait for the weekend people that's it that's all I got
0: <laughs> man closing thoughts make moves not noise the voice of girls basketball last second shot we out